Hey gang, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Happy's probably not the word to put in there, but either way, thanks for listening. In order to celebrate, we're going to release an extra episode this week. This is it. We're doing it because we wanted to share with you what we're going through right now. We're going to do these periodically. It's just a check-in with Brad and myself so that we can relate to you the struggles that we're having and the things we're doing to overcome them. Remember, you're not alone. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar. So strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert. Pretty goddamn batshit. <laughs> Today's topic... Check-in? Check-in. We don't know what to call we this. We don't know what to call this. So, so <laughs> Brad, Brad brought this up. This is funny to me because Brad brought this up about two weeks ago. He was like, hey, you know, we should do an episode we just check in and let the audience know that, like, we're going through these ups and downs, too, and, you know, that, that, that they're not alone and that, you know, even though that we're talking about it, we're still figuring out how to deal with it. And I remember at the time being like, I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen to my bull crap like that. And then this last week, I had such a bad week and had went through such an episode when Brad was like, well, so what should we talk about on Monday? I was like, how about the check-in? We should do the check-in. Let's do the, let's check-in. Let's everybody check-in. <laughs> uh, so I, um, I think this is probably a good question because I, I get asked this by a lot of people, even my therapist. Hmm. And a lot of times the answer is something and a lot of times the answer is no. Did something trigger it, or did you just slip into it? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I think I... No, I know. I slipped into it. I slipped into it. I So on Wednesday night, I went out with three or four people and had a glass or two of wine. And um, I was out in public, but I didn't feel that kind of, like... I need to get out of here. There's too many people. The social pressure was too much. Because when I do feel that, I bail. Like, I'm out. Like, I, I, I just, like, I make an excuse and I leave. Uh, that was not what this was. And the next morning, I woke up and I'm like, do I have a hangover? Because I didn't drink that much. And by the end of the day, man, like, I was not, I was not processing. I was not responding to emails, not answering texts. I was, you know, my wife, my wife would say something to me and it would be like four minutes, five minutes before I respond to her. And it was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just slipped into it and it, it fucking sucked. And you were in it for like five days. Five right? days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am literally just coming out of it. I was just coming out of it. And my wife did Everything she could to help. She did everything she could to help. Like, you know, she was like, hey, well, you know, let's, uh, you know, a, a fuck eating well tonight. Let's, you know, get pizza and, like, you know, watch some bad movies or watch cool, you know, some TV. And do you want to be left alone? I'll leave you alone. You know, read your book or go take a bath or, you know, whatever you need. And, and she was amazing. And I was still just like, no, fuck. Fuck you. And it came out and it came out like I was angry at her and that I treated her poorly and I didn't want that to be the case, but it just kept happening. And then I would think I'd be climbing out of it. I I think I'd be like, Oh, okay, here's here's some sun. 
and then I I do something and it would be like I used up all of my energy allotment for that day and I was right back in the shit and I I I was I hated it I hate it I hate every <laughs> I hate every minute of it yeah that's you know we talk about a lot on here how much the medication helps how much the therapy helps the thing that's hard to accept is there's no cure no you're never cured nope you can you can maybe take those those bad bottoms off you can maybe make it more infrequent but it doesn't go away no and it's and i mean i like it it's, I, I it's like, herpes it's herpes. Yeah. It's it's brain herpes. Brain herpes. You didn't know they had brain herpes, <laughs> but that's that's what they have. They have brain herpes now, and we both have it. Yeah. We shouldn't have had that one wild night in college, Brad, rubbing our skulls together, you know, like maniacs, <laughs> like kids do. Uh, but I mean, I'm not alone. Mate. You had a really bad episode a week or so ago, too. Yeah, I did. I did, and it was kind of the same thing. There was no cause for no it. No cause. Just I just sunk into it, and it was so. So we'd been having. Uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, again, I'm not sure when you'll listen to this. We record these well in advance, mm-hmm. and several of them back-to-back. Yep. But we'd had a very long, rainy period, which we needed. Because no, desperately. Everything is gorgeous right now. Like, it looks like Jurassic Park walking around, yep. mi- minus velociraptors. No. Uh, but Sam Neill's everywhere, which it's is It's very weird. odd. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. still wearing that hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, it's it got so sunny. And so beautiful and so warm. And I was so looking forward to that. And then I had like four days where I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a struggle to get out of bed. I had so much work to do. And I would literally sit in front of my computer and just stare at the screen for two hours. Yeah. And I had no my, – my brain couldn't figure out where to start. I would open my email. And it would be such an easy thing to be – Hey, I'm going to start with the top email. Yeah. And just start working through my email. And I would just sit and stare at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, we talk about how much joy and how much energy this podcast gives us, right? Mm -hmm. But there were times during my, I was like, Brad would text me and be like, dude, look, look at how many people listen to our podcast today. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah whatever great i don't well it's weird too we've talked a little bit about this we we love the podcast and we feel the podcast is another outlet of therapy for us yep and we love that we're we're helping people um but there are times much like with normal therapy where we record and it fucking kills us for kills the next us. two days yeah it, i mean it's actually one of the reasons I want to record three episodes at a time. Yeah. Because what I don't want to happen is be required to record on a Tuesday night and just not have it in me. Yeah. I want to be able to say, hey, look, let's take this week off. And we've done that. And we've done it. We've already done it. And we only just started this thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's. (sighs) But it does. when When those things hit you, you can't. I mean, we talked about this on the depression episode. You can't find any joy. You can't find any energy. It nope. feels like wading through wet concrete mm-hmm. just to walk across the fucking room. Yeah. And it's so hard to do the things you need to do in your life. Yeah. Um, and that includes stuff you like to do. Like, yeah. y- y- uh, during this period of uh, uh, the time I was in a depressive state, my verbiage is already it's all messed up. Um, I-, I went to the Ren Fair. 
I went to the Ren Fair, and I was super looking forward to the Ren Fair because if you think I sound like the guy who has a rapier and wears, you know, a shirt, uh, deep V-neck shirt to the Ren Fair, you'd be right. Because that's me. (laughs) But I'm sitting there like, I'm going to, you know what? This is going to kick me out of my funk. This is, I'm going to go and I'm going to walk around. I'm going to people watch and I'm going to eat one of those turkey legs. Oh, turkey legs and do the, do the turtle races, bet on turtles. (laughs) Um, and I did all of those things. And the whole time I was there, I was just uh, in a shit headspace. I was with people. So I, you know, I put on some airs. But at the end of the day, it's funny because the people who were with me know that I'm bipolar. So we got back in the car and they're driving we're driving home and I drove and they're just like, Are you are you okay? Like what are you doing with the rest of your day? And I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. And they they, they they're such supportive, wonderful friends and they got it. And it was just so disappointing to me because again, I'm sitting there like, look at these wonderful people I'm with, look at this. I'm very fortunate to be able to go do this thing that I wanted to do. You're out on do. a nice sunny day. A nice sunny day. I am wearing a rapier. <laughs> yeah. And still, like, I was just, just shit. And, my... and that just goes to show you the the advice that most people who don't get it give you is so full of shit. Yeah. Like, just go out, get some sunshine, see your friends, wear a rapier. Yeah, wear a rapier. <laughs> you didn't know that, but that's actually one of the first things any therapist will tell you is make sure you have a martial weapon and just walk around with a bunch of people dressed in leather and you'll feel better about yourself. And you're Adam does that at a rent fair. Yeah. I do it at a sex club. Exactly. Same it's, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> and his martial weapon isn't a rapier. Uh, gross. Um, I apologize for that joke. It's nunchucks. <laughs> it's nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. But even, like, even now, man, like, I can crack these jokes because I'm conditioned to crack jokes. It's like I'm trained to do it. It's yeah. how I've, I'm, I've self-taught, man, like, deflect. Even now. Yeah, it's like, our defense mechanism. Yeah, it's a huge defense mechanism. Yeah. Even now, like, even ha- doing this podcast, I'm enjoying myself. I'm glad Brad's here. I'm having a good time. But man, is it work. Man, is it work right now. Yeah, just putting in any effort for anything. Anything. And and, the, and, and here's the <coughs> fucked up thing. If I don't know if any, like, maybe you, maybe you have a podcast when you listen to this, right? But I'm going to finish recording this, and then to edit this isn't that much work because we like to have it kind of raw. Like, we don't, I don't cut out all the spaces and stuff. It's not that much work. But the idea is daunting. The thought of editing this right now, daunting. Yeah. Like it, everything just kind of piles on top. And I mean, I think that's another aspect of it is like, I, I'm, you know, and tell us this, right? Listen, we were talking about this before the podcast. Like, what do you do when you're overwhelmed? You know, and how over, how easy is it to overwhelm you? Like, personally. And, yeah. We, we wondered. Cause, okay. So, like, driving over here, my car wouldn't start. Right. And I was like, God damn it. And uh, figured out the battery wasn't holding a charge. Blah, blah, blah. Long story. Won't bore you with it. So jumped it off, drove over here, and I've got this like little flashlight thing that I got for Christmas one year that has jumper cables. And it's kind of good. It's really cool. Looking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> My mother-in-law got it for me. And you can use it to jump, jump off your car. So that's what I did. And I came over, and I was like, oh, let me plug this up to charge. And like the, the surge protector, was, I don't know what was going on. We, we couldn't get a charge. I was like, ah, forget about it. But we were just talking. It was like, God, it's just like fucking one thing after another. Yeah. Do people without mental illness feel as overwhelmed about this shit as we do? 
Or do they just kind of suck it up and go about their day and like get things done? Or like do they realize like it's not that big a deal. Yeah, it's maybe that's it. It's not that big a deal. I don't know. Whereas for us, especially if you're on the depressive end of the spectrum, that shit just piles up and Man. piles up and there's it it has physical weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. I walk around sometimes feeling like I have a boulder on my back. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it, it, this past weekend, uh I have a dryer from like 1977 because I live in Los Angeles and my dryer is outside and I refuse to buy a new dryer because I live out. I'm not going to buy a new dryer and stick it outside. That's true. <laughs> it's a gas dryer. It is the most basic machine. It is a drum that turns. It is a pilot light and it is a motor that turns said drum with a belt. So my dryer broke and I was like, oh, of course it broke. You know, it's just one more thing. Let me see what it is. And I swear to God, I looked it up on the YouTube, like how, like how to fix this dryer. And the the title of the video was like, easiest fix of a dryer you'll ever have. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> but it just, like the, the the belt got sent to me and I was, it felt like I was fucking moving a mountain to put that belt on. And yeah. it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't hard. And I knew that. Like that's the uh, that that's the that's the hard. That's part the worst part. part right? You know it's going to be fucking easy. Fucking and you easy. Not bring yourself to do. Just it. do it. Just do it. And I mm, my my hose is lying on my front lawn right now because the adapter uh, that connects to the uh, spout on the side of my house uh, it came out of the hose, and it's such an easy fix to put it back in that hose. And I guarantee you, Brad, you're going to come back next week to record the podcast. That shit's not going to be done. <laughs> shit's not going to be done. I mean, it's just... it's 8 o'clock at night, and my kids are still at school. So yeah. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to go get them. <laughs> They'll make it home, or they won't make it home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, it just feels like too much. And, like, and here's the other thing. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Is like, I think back on, I don't have kids. Like, I don't have what you have. I don't have two kids, right? Uh, I got a house, I got a job, I got a wife, I got two dogs. He's got a cool hat. I got a really cool hat. I like this hat. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but my parents, my, my mom worked full time, my dad had two jobs, they raised my sister and my house and myself with a house um, while maintaining, you know, relationships with family that was sometimes strained. And I'm sitting there going like, I feel weak because I feel like they're doing more than I did. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not keeping up. Well, because we got that, we have that work ethic. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? like, if they can do this, and you're their their son, their prodigy, you should be able to do more than that. Yeah, like when I worked at a, uh, I used to work at Technicolor. Mm-hmm. You guys may have seen their name on the uh, credits to movies. Um, and I would do eighty hour weeks on overnight shifts. You know, just just grinding, grinding, grinding. Grind, yeah, like hard work. Like that's you know we've talked about masculinity uh, and all this stuff before. Hard work—that's a thing a man does. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot wrap my mind around guys who won't work. Nope. Like like to me, and again, this is an old school thing and blah blah blah. But like, you're not a man <laughs> if you don't get out there and bust your ass at something, right? And yeah. you know maybe I'm archaic in that. that nah, but, I, but, but I get. That. But we have that. Yeah. And so when we get into these periods where. You know, you can't go pick up the hose. I sit and stare at my computer for two hours and get nothing done. We feel like lazy pieces of shit. Right. When when I know neither one of us is lazy. Yeah. Neither one of us is lazy. If we were lazy, we wouldn't 
we wouldn't be where we're at. Like, just, we wouldn't be. I, I honestly feel like if if you're bipolar and you're lazy, like, are you, you're never getting out of bed. You're yeah. never getting out of bed because it takes so much work and so much Only effort. Only in manic states. Only in manic states. Otherwise, you're just laying in bed. Because it takes so much work and so much effort to just pull yourself out of the mire. Like, you have to have a work ethic. You have to yeah. be hardworking. You have to be resolute. Or it's just not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Enjoying Batshit? Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. And you know, something that sucks that I'm dealing with also just wrapping my head around. Hey friends, Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. It's realizing I've always had these periods. You know, I'd have periods of mania and periods of depression well sure. before I knew I had bipolar. Um, but it was like things would balance out. Like you'd have your period of depression, you'd get nothing done, and then you'd fucking go manic. Right. And you'd work, you know, you'd get three times as much shit done as yep. you should in a week. And it was just like, you know, over the course of a year, it'd balance out. Yeah. Like you actually probably did more work yeah. than you normally would because of the manic states. And my medication has been a godsend, don't get me wrong. Uh, even going into the depressions, it's not as bad mm-hmm. as it was, but the mania is gone. So I can't even make up for it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Look, you're constantly in the hole now. Yeah. You're constantly in the hole. And I'm having a really hard time wrapping my mind around that and figuring right. out how to deal with that. And you, and you talk about self care, right? So, yeah. like, you got to sit there and, like, recognize when you need a break and when you need to step back. And, and so you don't slip into that depressive state, right? Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, that might mean being like, well, no, you're not going to fix the hose today. But now I'm thinking about the holes all goddamn day, yeah. even though I'm I'm like, nope, you told yourself you were going to fucking watch that episode of TV. So yeah. just relax. It's a hose. It's Los Angeles. You don't need it all the time. So relax. And but I felt I feel lazy. I feel lazy. And because I feel lazy, I start getting depressed. But then I want to fix it but i shouldn't fix it because i'm trying to do self-care which only makes me feel lazier and like down down i go man yeah. the spiral and it doesn't stop yeah it's so cyclical yeah. and you know like you said mandy's doing everything she can to yeah. try to get you out of it but another person can't do that no no you know we we've talked to, uh before about <coughs> how when you're in a manic state your brain's flooded with these chemicals dopamine oxytocin serotonin all the feel-good chemicals and I haven't seen this anywhere, but I wonder if in a depressed state, if your brain cannot produce those at all. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, we're still learning so much about the medicine behind all them, the science behind all this. I mean, I was talking to my therapist last Thursday, and he's like, maybe we need to change your drugs. Maybe we need Mine to change. Mine just got upped. Yeah? Because of that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we need to change him. And I'm like, what? well, what are you talking about? He's like... You know, you talk about your depressive states far more than your manic states. Yeah. 
far more. And the manic states that you do describe are not nearly as intense as the depressive. So we got to start tweaking your meds to help compensate for that. Yeah. And I'm just like, God damn it. One more fucking thing. Yeah. Because you think you fucking got I it. I think I got it. I, I mean, if you guys go back and you listen to our first couple episodes, we're like, man, our medication's great. Oh, we're wonderful. We got God. this shit under control. But that's just like, you got you to gotta know that that's never, we never have it fully under control. Yeah. We don't. We don't have it under control. We're, look, we were manic for the first six episodes of this podcast. Probably. I'd say we were manic. Probably. And I say, and that's because. Low key. Low key manic. But, but yeah. that's because for the, we record them back to back. So we recorded the first three episodes one Tuesday, then recorded the next three episodes the next Tuesday, and then we crashed. And yeah. you can hear it in the energy level. Yeah, if and you listen to episodes four, five, and six, I think they're our funniest episodes. Sure. Even though five is on depression. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a down, dark <laughs> episode. But those, those three, are, they're fucking hilarious. Mm. The, the bipolar relationships is like comic gold. Like yeah. I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, if I ever did stand up again, I'd just go in and like pull those bits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Junk <out of> here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to end up releasing these, but we did an interview with someone on CTPSD, mm. CPTSD, sorry. It's so hard to say. I know. It's not on you. It's yeah. hard to say. Um, and I was so down when Adam sent it to me and I listened to it, I could hear it. Yeah. The the lack of energy in my voice, the even the pitch. Yeah. So what I've done is I've gone and I put a, a slide whistle. <laughs> so every time Brad <laughs> speaks every time Brad speaks. And and uh, a little little honky horn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so you guys remember, this is a funny podcast. We're jovial. Um oh it just it and you know get, what? Uh, I just thought a side note. Something mm. I, I meant to bring up in the uh, episode we did on listener questions and forgot is a couple of people have written me mm. attacking us for uh, calling the podcast batshit. Oh, really? Yeah, and saying things <laughs> like, you shouldn't talk about people who are mentally ill like that. And my response uh, is always, I am mentally ill. Yeah. Are you? And they never are. And they never... <laughs> yeah, and it's like, this is my thing. Yeah. This is how I deal with it, yeah. is by laughing at it. And fuck you if you can't take it. Yeah. <sighs> this is what makes it bearable. For this me. is the only way it's bearable. Yeah. The only way is like, I'm I'm halfway to crying every time I'm laughing, is how I feel. I'm halfway to crying, and the only way to avoid that is to laugh. And it's super sad when you say it out loud, but if that's... What works for you, if, if calling it bad shit is how it works for you, and laughing your way through this pain, like, because if you don't laugh, you cry, man. You don't laugh, you cry. And I want, I want to say so much more about the state I'm in or the state I just experienced, and I'm lacking the words. And that's another thing that really pisses me off, because in our own way, we're both wordsmiths. Yeah. You know, we're both people who take a lot of pride in our ability to communicate to other people and to to delve into that. So when when I can't communicate, it I'm just I get so angry. I, I'm so angry right now. When I write, I feel like I'm so verbose and eloquent mm. and able to take complex ideas and boil them down into to simple sentences. And when I talk, I feel like I'm like ah. Anybody seen where the bathroom is? <laughs> uh, 
It, uh, <laughs> I, Adam, uh, Adam keeps having to adjust the volume on me. I I'm like, up and down and up and down. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, but no. It, and you want a solution, man. Like, there's no solution. Yeah, there's no solution. There's no solution. And, you know, for you out there listening, I mean, again, if you started from the beginning, you heard us being all positive and upbeat and like, we got this shit under control, man. And now we've gone through this. Right. And, 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 and he, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Brad. I was just going to say, just just know that. Like, it's a, Adam always equates it to, and I try to keep this in mind, it's a constant fight. Yeah. You are fighting nonstop. And I will tell you, that fight is fucking exhausting sometimes. And sometimes you lose that fight. But if you keep fighting, you're going to win it more often than you lose it. Yeah. Yeah, but the war is never over. The war is never mm-hmm. over. It's battle after battle after battle. And you know what? In a couple episodes, we'll be back up. Yeah. We will be because we're going to fight our way through it. And we're going to find outlets like this podcast that help turn it around. And like we will go back to our coping mechanisms. And yeah. true, are some of our coping mechanisms healthier than others? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Brad going to the gym. That's a that's a healthy that's a healthy uh, yeah. coping mechanism. Brad trying MDMA, not eh, so much. Not so much. I mean, <laughs> no judgment here, but yeah, it's like Adam's drinking, not the healthiest coping mechanism. Yeah, but uh, he says as I'm drinking scotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm getting. By the way, my sister, my parents are going to see my sister. She's uh-huh. coming, I'm coming back with two new bottles of scotch. Like my good my Lord Elko's coming back. <laughs> Lord Elko. Hey, Lord Elko. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Finding whatever coping. You yeah. know, one of my main coping mechanisms, and I just realized this, and it's so funny because I was just talking about how much of a bitch this is. I like fixing things when I am in a depressive state. Yeah. I, you know, and I was just bitching about the dryer, right? But when I accomplished fixing that dryer, I had that little bit of lift. Yeah. And if I go and I fix that hose, I bet you'll have a little bit more of a lift. And, like, that's that's one of my healthy coping mechanisms. I will come out here, and I will organize the garage. Yeah. I'll organize the garage. I have a little more space for my treadmill and my weights. And Man, I tell you, one of the ways that I knew I was uh, depressed mm. was, uh, I don't know if I told you this, I sold a script last week. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. And uh, to, to kind of a big-time place. Um, and I was, I it was thrilled to no end. For about two hours, mm-hmm. and then it just went away. Yep, then you're done. <laughs> yeah, then you're done. And then I was like, "Fuck, who knows if that'll ever get made? And if it does, it could be two years from now. And then it's another two years till they sell it and it's yep. released." And, uh... Yeah, it's oh man. Yeah, <laughs> and isn't that doesn't that suck? It's like you know, my wife always says this. She's like, "I don't remember the last time I really saw you happy." Like, really saw you happy. Yeah, I mean, moments of joy, sure. Like, I went and saw a stand-up comic last night. Uh, I saw Taylor Tomlinson, who is freaking hilarious. And if you haven't listened, uh, and she talks actually a lot about mental health in yeah. her stand-up. She's great. Um, and I had a great time, and I laughed my ass off. But I wasn't happy, you know? Right. I wasn't happy. I was like, I was recognizing that that humor, and I was expressing, you know, my recognition of it through laughter. But, like, I didn't feel like I had these crazy serotonin releases where I was like, Oh man, I'm on cloud nine. Let's walk home talking about it. Like that's not. You know what? It's kind of. It's like like you have moments of buoyancy. Buoyancy. Right? Yeah. You're, you're throughout these states. You're deep under the water. Sure. And it's dark and it's cold. And then every now and then you kind of pop up a little bit. Right. 
you know, your head breaks the surface. Right. But you're still in the water. But you're still in the water. <laughs> you're still in the water, and it's And cold. you're going to sink again. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? And because you know that, it, it like, you get kind of defeated. Defeated about it, right? It made it, this was the, the worst depression I'd had since getting diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And it, I felt like it made it worse to know. Yeah. Because before I was diagnosed, I would have just, I would have been like, you know what? I'm burnt out. Yeah. I need to sleep in. I need to sit on the couch and eat Taco Bell and play The Witcher 3 for the 87th time. <laughs> Gotta win that Ghent game. <laughs> oh, Ghent. Gwent. 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 Gwent game. Gwent never ends. Gwent never ends. That's uh, uh, my, my favorite thing. <laughs> that is... <laughs> So so Gwent is this little like side card game you can play, but you can literally play it with anyone. Right. So you'll be talking to someone and he's like, witches came and stole all the children from our village. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Are, is our children safe? We'll pay you to the rescue them. And you can answer with, how would you like to play a game of Gwent? <laughs> like, yeah. Are and then they're like, sure. And yeah. you play card games. There's like a lord who's just like. <laughs> You dare to show your face here again, Witcher. I saw last time I'd see you hung by your innards. Game of Gwent? Oh, okay. Yeah, just play game. <laughs> oh, you know, you got to find the little things like that. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. I did want to share mm. uh, something uh, because this, I kind of feel like this helped pull me out of it. Okay, please. Um. So we've the CT. God damn it! Why it's hard. CPTSD. CPTSD. Like, think about it every time. Yeah, that we did uh, with uh, Christy Wampler. Uh, again, I'm not sure how these are going to drop, but that that might be out already. You should check it out. And if not, uh, check it out when it falls, drops, whatever. Falls. Uh, falls. Yeah. However you when kids, it falls. However you kids do your podcasts. When it, when it jumps off the cliff. <laughs> um, so. Uh, We've kind of been messaging back and forth uh, since then, and you know, I I told her about this that I feel like that I'm just you know I'm so depressed. I feel broken. I feel like my illness defines me, you know. And uh, this was what she wrote me: um, "It breaks my heart to know how you've struggled for so long. I feel like you've actively tried to work for peace your whole life, and it's been impossible to find. I do believe this diagnosis will be the key to you finding it, though." I do, and I admire you so much for seeking solutions and resolutions in your life. Too many people don't or can't, and that is how pain continues to roll over onto more people. You're putting a stop to that, and you deserve so much credit for putting in more work. That's the real shit about all of this. You've already suffered the pain, and yet you still have to do the work. I think that's one of the hardest life lessons, realizing no one will heal you for you. I want someone to bring me a bowl of hot soup and put a blanket on me and rub my hair until I feel better, like a little girl. But we have to do that for ourselves, and that takes amazing bravery. You're doing it, and I'm proud of you. I absolutely understand what you mean when you say no one sees you. I also know that as you're starting on this healing journey, that part of you needs a lot of attention, or at least grace. You are dismantling yourself right now, and that's extremely scary. It would be so much easier to stick with the devil you know than going to the devil you don't, even if that devil is destroying you. You know that pattern. It's easy to stay in it. But you said no. No more. You made the leap. I'm proud of you. Oh, she's a good person. God, she is. She's a good person. And I think... 
It's so much easier to stick with the devil you know. It'd be so much easier to turn a blind eye to this and come up with an excuse as to why you're feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Just ignore the problem. But like one of the ironic things about this podcast is I can't do that. Yeah. I can't. I'm yeah. literally talking about it every week with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, literally, I'm, talk, I'm talking about trying to grapple with this illness. And well, it, and like she said, the, the bitch of it is, is that we've already suffered the pain, but we still have to do the work. Yeah. You got to do it on those things don't coincide with each other. That's not fair. It's not. It's not fair. It's not. Hey, it's fucking not. Hey, internet. That's not fair. <laughs> it's, Fix it. Yeah. It's not fair for any of you out there yeah. that you were born with this or developed it, whatever it is you might have. It's not fucking fair. Mm. And all of you, I think I think what she said to me is true for all of you. You're you're brave and you're strong for doing the work. Yeah. And going through this struggle. And I'm proud of all of you. Yeah. And and you know what? This episode is not self pity. I believe that. I was really hesitant about recording this episode yeah. when we talked about it because I don't want... This is not self-pity. Well, because it's so easy when you get depressed to be like, God, what a piece of fucking shit I right. am. And this is not me, like... This is not us complaining just to feel heard. It's us complaining to communicate how we feel. We we accept the fact that we feel this way. We're not saying "woe is me," "why me." We're, we're not doing that. We're just saying that like we feel this way. It sucks. I want it to be better. And if you feel this way, and it, then it sucks for you, and you want it to be better. And we see you, and we acknowledge you, and and you are worthy. You are worthy of forgiveness and love, and and, and a, you know what. A break. You're, 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 yeah. You yeah, deserve a break. You deserve a break. Like, like, give you, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack when you feel this way. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. You know, uh, afford yourself kindness. Afford yourself kindness. Afford also, 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 Christy. Also, Christy. Yeah. Also, Christy one liner. Um, yeah. afford yourself some kindness. And if don't trauma dump, don't trauma dump. We talked about this. Don't trauma dump on somebody. But, but it's okay to tell people it's okay to, yeah. that you're not okay. Yeah, it's okay to say you don't feel well. Yeah. And if if that person wants to and is willing to listen, God bless them. God mm -hmm. bless them. But even just saying and admitting out loud sometimes, I don't feel well, that will help. Yeah, because otherwise you're just, you're holding it all in. Yeah. And it just builds and builds. I mean, it's it's pressure, man. Yeah, it is pressure. And you turn yourself into a pressure cooker. And then that's going back to what we talked about earlier, how everything seems to overwhelm us. You know, mm -hmm. every little thing. And if if you think you're overwhelmed now, and then you don't tell anyone about how overwhelmed you are, and then you just let that pile on top of the continual crap fest that sometimes life is. Yeah. Like, you'll explode. You'll explode. So, you know, I think talking about it, however you want to talk about it, whether that's with someone else, whether that's writing in a journal. Le leave us a voice message. Leave us a voice message. You want to send, you know what, I, 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 I encourage anyone out here, if you just want to get something off your chest, send us a message, man. You want to send it to us on Twitter, you want to send it to us on Facebook, mm -hmm. YouTube, you want to record a voice message, 
Get it out. Go ahead. There's a little Spotify link, which I think also shows up on Apple and stuff for leaving us a voice message. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're still learning how all this technology works. So if we don't yeah. see it right away, apologies. But yeah. I want... We're recording this on tin cans yeah. and string right now. <laughs> yeah. My dog is like turning the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? The recorder. You know? It's, but it's, yeah. Leave us a message. Please. Please. I encourage you to do that. I want to hear it. I want to hear because you know what that does? That tells me I'm not crazy for feeling this way. Yeah. That tells, and, yeah. And that's what we, we all need to know. We're not alone. We're in this shit together and we can help each other. I mean, you know, we, we talked on the listener question episode about how much, how much it helps us to get your messages that it's helping you guys with this podcast. It's huge. It's helping us just as much to hear that from you. Like this is this is a symbiosis here. Yeah, you you listening gives us the energy to do this. Us doing this gives you the energy to keep fighting, which gives us the energy to keep fighting. And mm-hmm. it's it's sick. Yes, it's symbiotic. This whole relationship. Yeah. So please don't stop. Please Cause help we're... us. Help us. I'm asking you for help. Yeah. Please, you're helping me. Every one of you that listens is helping me. And goddamn, do we need it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Because the scotch doesn't get here for like three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you mm-hmm. for being supported by us. It's like, I, I appreciate and, every one of you. And, you know, share this with, with anyone who needs it. Yeah. If you, if you know someone that is struggling or has a loved one that's struggling or that they might be undiagnosed with something, yeah. share this with them. Like, subscribe, share yeah, it on social please. media. Get the word out. Please, I, you know, start to co- make the conversation bigger. We're going to learn more by yeah. talking to more people. And you don't have to be mentally ill if you want to comment or say something or send us a message. You can, <coughs> you can, you can it, it, honestly, I expect one of these messages to be my wife just screaming. Like, <laughs> One syllable, just like, ah! Like, that's it. That's the whole, you know, message. You know, feel free if, yeah, you're a parent. If you're a parent, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. I would love to hear from you if your child is, you know, uh, uh, going through something or possibly diagnosed or maybe getting diagnosed. or I would love to hear from you because you're on the front lines with the rest of us. Yeah. Know? We'd love to hear from... Um... Yeah, you know, we're always looking for people to interview. Oh, yeah. If you're dealing with another mental illness that we Please. haven't touched on yet, if you work an interesting job, yeah. how the mental illness might affect that. If you're in the military or a sex worker, like, yeah. you know, how how do these things, how are they impacted by the mental illness that you struggle with? Yeah. Please, every every bit of information, every person's voice matters. Because the, the stigma, unfortunately, against mental illness is real. And we're fighting it one inappropriate and crude joke at a time boobs <laughs> 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 <laughs>